Hi everybody, the Complex PTSD Guy here. I'll start out by saying I'm not a doctor or psychiatrist. I'm just a guy living with complex PTSD, and I'm sharing my own ideas, experiences, and opinions on this podcast. I wanted to share something that I think is a huge, huge deal. It's a, it's a huge deal for me, and it might very well be a huge deal for you too. And I want to describe something very specific, and it has to do with other personality types that maybe we simply don't blend with in regards to having complex PTSD and having very specific triggers. Um, And so what I'm talking about, and I want to bring this up because it's fresh, it just happened. Um, So I had emailed somebody yesterday, and I know this person, and this is somebody who I get along with really well. Um, We have a lot in common. And I like them a lot. They're they're really I think they're a really cool person. I don't have anything against them. There's nothing about them I dislike. Um, but I wanted to point out something really particular that makes it very hard for me to be around them. And it totally goes back to a major trigger of complex PTSD, which I've talked about numerous times. Um, feelings of incompetence, which can come from not just stress, but the key word here is the distraction, that inability to focus. Um, and I know that I brought this up before in regards to, and what I'm talking about here is somebody who I was in conversation with and somebody who I don't know if they've ever been diagnosed with this, but I'm pretty sure has ADHD. And I've talked to you guys in the past about people that somebody I used to live with and they had ADHD and they knew they had ADHD Um, and their spouse always said it should be called attention deficit hyper focus disorder because they're very kind of scatterbrained or at least the two people I know are but when they when they have an interest they could talk about it and zone in on it and be completely focused on it for hours like one particular thing that really interests them they're just zoned in and that's why this, their spouse always said it should be called attention deficit hyperfocus disorder. Because once they find something, they become hyperfocused on it. Um, but the thing I wanted to mention and why I think that this particular personality type or this you know, ADHD disorder, whatever you want to call it, why I think this may not blend well for people like us and particularly me, I know it's it's... It's not just that it's um, distracting, but it's that distracting is a trigger Um, because it goes back to feeling kind of um, scatterbrain lost, inability to focus. And I want to just describe it because I think if I describe it, it might make more sense. Um, So I've wondered for years. And so for me, you know, what I'm talking about on this podcast, this is a huge deal. Because I've wondered about this for years, why I get so mentally fatigued around people like this. And that's that's the key, that's a big word there, fatigued, mentally fatigued. Um, and something I realized, and a lot of this was based on my own recent episodes, because I've been using that particular word distracting, and that's the best word for it, is you might like this person a lot, they might be the sweetest person. But if they're literally so scatterbrained that, um, for example, I asked, I asked this person in an email yesterday, what day do you host certain classes? 
um, because I wondered if I could do a Zoom with their class that they host. And they got back to me and they mentioned nothing about their own class and nothing about Zoom. And they said, oh, there's a class in the town you live in tomorrow. And I said, um, okay. But they didn't address anything I'd said about their class or Zoom. And they, and I said, okay, thanks. That was all I said was, okay, thank you. Um, and then they emailed me back and they said, okay, I'll see you there. I'm getting there at seven o'clock, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, whoa. Um, all I said was thanks. I didn't say I was going to be there. You know, I already had plans for tonight. Um, I asked them about their class and about Zoom, but they went right into something so different, you know, something about a completely different class. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, I'll see you there, you know? And I, I thought this is a good example because for one thing, it's written down in an email. So this would be an example of if I was with them in person and they were to be saying this stuff. And all of a sudden it's now we have a new plan to go do this at this place, which had nothing to do with what I wanted, what I I was asking them about um, in regards to, I wanted to attend their class through Zoom. Had nothing to do with this other location in a whole other town. But that's a great example. And I can reference back to it, right? Because it's in writing, it's in an email. Um, But if I was around them in person, it would be... um, so mentally fatiguing because I would be so distracted and that's the trigger that's the trigger is that distraction would take me right back to feelings of incompetence and take me right back to where did my focus go how come I can't focus what's happening this doesn't make any sense what's going on and those are all thoughts and feelings that I had during trauma but this person I get along with really well so it used to just baffle me. And I and this is the same situation I had with my old roommate. They were a really nice person. They were great. But I was so mentally fatigued around them because they were so distracting. It, I would shut down. And then they would say, what's wrong? Um, they always wondered what was wrong with me. And I was so drained. I didn't even know what was wrong with me. I just knew I didn't want to be around them. And they thought that they had like insulted me or something and I never knew what to tell them because I I didn't know what was wrong because I was so distracted and so I just wanted to explain this in the moment because it just happened like it it just happened an hour ago Um, so like I said I'll just repeat myself a little bit here so I mentioned how in recent podcasts when we're around someone who mocks us or around someone who's targeting us that it feels like a constant mess of distraction so same for a narcissist, right? They target you and you, it's, you're stressed out wondering what they'll do next, right? So that's a key thing here. You're stressed out about what they'll do next. So I'd have to say that's the same type of stress on your brain when you're around someone who's very distracting. And for me, unfortunately, these super nice people who just happen to have ADHD, it's very hard for me because it's so fatiguing. Um, and they they've never done anything mean to me or bad to me so I think that's where the confusion always came from for me I was like I like this person why are they why do I feel this way around them and I never knew how to explain it because I was distracted so I wanted to explain this clearly you know um so again it was in the email and they just completely jumped into things that I didn't even ask them about and I just thought whoa 
you know, what this isn't what I asked you. Um, but to them, I asked about a specific subject matter and they thought of another place that had to do with that subject matter. And I talked about this maybe a month ago. So I went to a class with somebody I told you about this and they were talking about their baby and we were driving around and they were just saying this, that, blah, 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 blah. I mean, just a million things. And I just thought, I just couldn't wait to like get out of the car. I was like, okay, enough, you know, and they're super nice. I don't have any problems with them. They've always been nice to me, but I wonder if they also might have ADHD because it was that same thing where I, I was just drained. Like I almost couldn't talk. I was so fatigued and it was the distraction and that's that's the key word there that mental fatigue from distraction and not knowing not knowing what the problem is because again they're helping you they're being pers- totally nice you know it's just that they're all over the place and and then once it's over with you're thinking where did my mind go what just happened like it's it's exhausting right um, and I would say that's how we feel from narcissists. They exhaust us. They're emotionally ex- exhausting. Um, so that's where the trigger lies. But I just want to point out, you know, these are people I like, but they're they're really um, triggering that trigger. I mean, it to where it's fatigue, where I, I feel like I need to go lay down because I'm tired. Um, so it's a big one. So I told you, you know, I reached out to somebody um well, I'll talk about that in another episode. Um, and so the other thing I wanted to, um, another word I want to point out here is flustered. So rather than just, you know, mental fatigue, it's the fluster. So you feel confused by why you're so flustered in the moment. Um, and it, like I said, it shuts me down because I can't find my focus um, because it's just so distracting. A key thing here, though, that I want to point out um, So whenever you're in situations like this, some possible remedies are one, remind yourself that it's not just you who gets distracted by them. And again, these are people I like. These aren't people who are mean to me, Um, but they're distracting and it's that triggering thing. And this actually happened for me in regards to this person that I had emailed Um, several years ago. We did like a, we worked together on a project And there was somebody there who's like probably one of the most focused people I've ever met and totally not distracting. They were there with us. So me and this person that distracts me. Um, And while we were working on this project, I had a certain time frame that I was supposed to talk to this other person about the project we're working on and this focused person. Um, And they were talking with this person that distracts me. Like they were off talking about the same project. And that person distracted them too, to the point when they came over to talk to me about working with me, they were like, okay, I don't actually have as much time to work with you. Um, me and so-and-so went off and all, you know, he, like he had a lot of things to talk about. And I was like, I, I understand because I, you know, I feel the same way around him, but it made me feel good to know, okay, I'm not the only one who gets distracted by this person. Um, cause this guy who, in my opinion, usually stays super focused, he even got distracted. And so I'd say that's something to remind yourself. Um, it always helps. It's the same thing for like, if somebody is, is a narcissist or is bullying you, there's other people who have probably been bullied too. 
and it, it can help when you know that you're not alone in that. Um, the other remedy that I would say is simply knowing what it is. Like, know that it's a trigger. So I said this the other day regarding something else regarding triggers. And, um, oh, I was talking about signing up on that W4 and changing the W4 and the password and all that stuff. And it took 20 minutes and it never got solved. But it was triggering me because I was dealing with something I don't like dealing with, which is finances, taxes, money, technology. Um, And it was a super trigger. It it really was because it's things I feel incompetent about. Um, They're just not my forte. But just know what it is, like know where the trigger's coming from and try and use that technique that I also mentioned of letting that stress have its space in your head because it's going to have space in your head anyway, but don't give it attention. So rather than me trying to figure out for two hours, how come I can't focus? Why do I feel this way? Acknowledge, okay, this distracting stress is here. But I'm going to leave it for later and not give it any attention right now. And I think that that's a tool of cognitive behavior therapy or dialectical behavior therapy. I always get unconfused. Um, But it's a technique where you allow it to exist and you don't give it attention. You don't focus on it. Um, And another thing I always think of, and this is just me, but whenever I am in a situation like that and I'm highly flustered like that, And again, it's around somebody that I like, so I was always confused by why I was flustered. Um, One thing that always calmed me down was to watch a show that had a very stoic person. So, like, I think of Scully on the X-Files. She's very scientific. She's very stoic. She's not, you know, all over the place. Kind of molders more all over the place. And he's the opposite of her, for the most part. Um... So someone like that, like Scully, or even on the show, one character I always think of is on American Horror Story, and I think it's the the third season called Coven. It's about these witches, women who practice witchcraft in New Orleans, and you can find this on Hulu. Both these shows are on Hulu. But um, on American Horror Story on the third season, the actress's name is Frances Conroy, I think, and the character's name is Myrtle Snow. And that character on that show is very much a stoic, in my opinion, almost like Data on Star Trek, Data. Uh, Myrtle's character is just very, very calm and very focused. And I've always been drawn to people like that because I think it, it always helped me be calm and focused. And that was what I needed. Like, so when you're coming from chaos someone who's very calm and focused, they can just open up your ability to focus, right? It, it really helps your environment that you are around. And as an adult, the environment you create. Um, so, you know, like I said, getting back to the beginning of this, this person I emailed, I reached out to them for something that I've been struggling with because um, I was taking advice of a counselor But this particular personality type might not be the best person to reach out for, even though I'll still stay in contact with this person because we email like almost every week. But that particular personality type might not be the best in relation to 
working with them with something so serious, if I'm getting distracted by being around them when I need to be focused. Um, so it was, it was a good idea to reach out to them because they do have a lot of resources, but since they are so kind of scatterbrained and I hate using that word, um, it's just, you know, it's just something about them where they're just very, their mind just works very fast. I would say their mind, their mind is distracting them. Um, or at least it comes across that way because there have been people who are distracted by how they're kind of all over the place. Um, even though, like I said, they do have that focus. They are hyper-focused on a particular subject matter, um, which can be very disorienting, by the way. Um, I, I want to add, just to, to end this, um, when someone is distracting you, yet they have a hyper-focus, it always perplexed me, okay, how are they able to focus this much attention on this, yet they're so distracting? Um, so I, that was another reason I used to just want to, you know, it would it would kind of wear me out. I was always perplexed by that. But that's for somebody else to figure out, you know. I think it's like my friend's spouse said, um, my old roommate's spouse said, it should be called hyper attention deficit hyperfocus disorder. So... Um, but I wanted to point that out. It's really important to know what it is and then just let it have its space in your mind, but don't give it attention. It's very important. And don't let that flustering or that distraction, distracting, that's the key thing. It's distracting you. Um, so even though it's coming from someone you like, it's still distracting you. And that's why it's that trigger. So I wanted to explain this because I've struggled with this for I would say decades. Um, this is something I've struggled with for decades, trying to figure out why it would drain me and why I would be so exhausted by particular personality types when I like them. Um, they're not doing anything mean to me, but I think I finally figured it out. Um, so I wanted to jump on here and explain all that because I think it's a huge, huge deal. So if, like, imagine if you have a teacher and your teacher's like that, where they're just boom, 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 boom. And then they're like, okay, do your assignment. And it's, you know, the whole class would be affected. They probably wouldn't be a teacher very long. Um, you know, most teachers, I would say, are not like that. But I guess occasionally you could have one. I always think of the, the doc, the doctor on Back to the Future. That's kind of what I'm talking about here, where he's very, like, great Scott and just running all over the place, right? It's kind of like that doctor on Back to the Future, it's just boom, 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 boom. But he's very focused on time travel. He's so focused on it. He's kind of the absent-minded professor or whatever you want to call it, right? It's it's kind of that situation. That's a good way of actually saying it. It's like an absent-minded genius or a professor, whatever the saying is. Um, it's kind of like Doc on Back to the Future. So I just wanted to share why that can be a trigger for complex PTSD in regards to stress and abuse causing um, distractions for you and inability to focus. It all goes back to it. It all connects. So this is the Complex PTSD guy signing off.